If you're looking for success, it's in the details. Small hinges move big doors. And now your host, Karen Allen. Hey, beautiful human. Welcome back to another episode of In the Details with Karen Allen. That's me. That's me right here, the voice that you're hearing. And I have a good friend who is joining me today, Simon T. Bailey. Simon, welcome. Hello, Karen. How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy that we're sitting down and talking old friends. But for those of you who don't know Simon, he's an international keynote speaker, TV host, and author of several books, amazing books that help you to tap into your brilliance. And the newest book is called Ignite the Power of Women in Your Life. Uh, So you do so many things. I mean, that's like a, a quick who you are, but you're also a mentor. You're a philanthropist. I mean, you do so much. And that's how our relationship started actually was through mentorship. So we'll give a little bit of background, but then I'll let you take it from there. So Simon and I met because I had a friend who was in one of your, I think she was actually in a workshop. So she wasn't in the audience at a keynote. So she had more of an intimate experience with you. So after she went through this workshop though, I remember she texted me because I was very early on in my journey as a speaker. And she said, Karen, there's someone you need to know. This guy, Simon T. Bailey, is over here throwing sunshine in all areas of the world. And his energy reminds me of yours. Our messages weren't on the same page. You were in a different space and and I was in a different space, but it was the energy that she noticed was a match. So I remember this clearly. As soon as she texted me, I was like, okay, when you're starting off, you have to network, folks. So if you're out there trying to figure out how do I build up my career or my brand, if you're an entrepreneur, let me tell you, it is all in networking because you might meet somebody who helps you to get to the next level, not just through introductions, but also unlock something within you. And and Simon, that's who you were to me. You unlocked so much for me. And it started with you saying yes to coffee. Do you remember that? Oh my goodness. I do like yesterday. And we met over coffee and it was like old home day. Like we had known each other forever. Yes, absolutely. And I didn't even know. I thought as I started this conversation with you, okay, let me just ask him some questions because He has so much wisdom to offer. I mean, at that point, you had been in the game for probably about 15 years. Um, And so as I was thinking, okay, he's had longevity in an industry that I'm looking to really break into and to establish a career. So I went into it thinking, I'm just going to ask him some questions over these 45 minutes or maybe an hour. But then when we left, you said something. Do you remember what you said? No, what did I say? I don't remember. So you said, uh, Karen, I see something in you and I see not just your talent, but your hunger. And I'm not sure if you have a mentor, but I would be happy to mentor you and to just, anytime you need something, you can just, you know, give me a call or we can schedule or what have you, but it was this openness. It was this, and it was something I hadn't experienced before. I hadn't experienced someone who said, Hey, I'm of the abundant mindset. And even though we're in the same sandbox, I am willing to help you. It was, it was not even an ounce of competition. It was all it was all just like abundance. That's the, that's what I kept thinking was, man, he is operating from this abundance mindset. I was trying to figure things out, but you were willing to generously share your wisdom and your experience. So because most people view others in their industry as competition, I felt like that was very unique that you're so willing to lift others up. And I'm wondering where does that come from and why is that important to you? 
When I started out in the speaking industry, I had just left Disney, cashed in my entire 401k with significant Disney stock, took out a line of credit on the house, turned down four jobs, and the mother of my children did not work outside the home and there was no plan B. And there were many individuals, Karen, that reached out to me that gave me a hand up, not just a hand out. They shared their time, their wisdom to cut down my learning curve, and they showed me what mistakes to avoid, what key things to do. Now, I didn't necessarily do it the way they did it, but I made it, I Simonized it, and I said, okay, let me do it the way I can do it. So I just always remember those who were kind enough to me, and I wanted to be kind to you with no strings attached. And that was, it was a game changer. It was an absolute game changer. And one of the other things you said at the end of that conversation was, I hope that after this meeting, you can look back at this and see that this was a moment that helped to change things. And that showed me your willingness to generously pour into. Like, I, it's almost like you, you definitely knew before I knew <laughs> that you had things uh, in your toolbox as a speaker and an entrepreneur, like you said, you learn from others. Yeah. And I think it was just one of those moments that it, it is exactly what you said it would be. I can look back at that and say, this is what helped to change the trajectory of my career, all the hard work that I put in. And now it went to another level. Uh, and you do that for a lot of speakers. We had the Speaker Business School, which uh, was fantastic to partner with you on as, as, as an MC. Um, and so right now, let's just focus the conversation on that space, because I do know a lot of folks who maybe as an entrepreneur, they're looking to break in, but very specifically as a speaker, how have you found success over now two decades of being an international keynote speaker? What do you think that secret sauce is for you, for Simon? Oh my goodness. I think number one, the ability to always learn, unlearn and relearn. Uh, I am constantly reading and studying other business models, never settling for the status quo. Number two, don't be afraid to fail. I have failed more times than I can count on both hands. And at the same token, I also have reinvented five times. <laughs> yes! <laughs> the power of reinvention, right? It helps you to evolve. Totally. And then I think number three, surrounding yourself with individuals who are smarter than you. So I consider you like wicked smart, as they would say in Boston. <laughs> so I think as much as you say I mentored you, it's really kind of like reverse mentoring. I was learning from you on how to see things differently and a move in a fresh direction. So, yeah. Yes. When we get into it, it is very easy to get into what feels comfortable, um, yes. especially once you establish any level of success. But what you just said in, in one of those takeaways, as far as like being willing to evolve. And you mentioned that after failure, and I do think that those go hand in hand. What was one of the biggest challenges or failures or mistakes, however you want to label it? And how did you use that to help you level up? Yeah. One of the big mistakes I made initially, and I found this out from a client, I would go to a speaking engagement and they would say, oh my goodness, you sound just like Les Brown. 
And what I recognized, I was mimicking him. I was trying to be him instead of being myself. And that inauthentic way of showing up, right, really prevented me uh, from going to the next level. So I decided to hire two coaches. First coach was Sam Horn, who really helped me think about coming up with the pithy phrase that is authentic to you. Uh, John Mason, his book, An Enemy Called Average, says most people are born originals but die copies. So what's that original language that I was used. The second um, coach that I hired was Sue Warnick, and Sue began to help me with my delivery, how I was showing up. So the mistake was stop being someone else and be yourself. I mean, it sounds so simple, but Karen, I wasn't owning it, right? Oh, you know, there's a line that Chris Rock has. He says, when you meet a person, you never meet them. You meet their representatives. So people were meeting my representative on stage. They weren't getting to me. And when I had that aha through coaching, changed the game. Yes, absolutely. I remember one time I learned from so many people also, you know, we're students of life. Uh, I think that's one of the many ways where, where you and I connect. We're always learning. Don't feel like we know everything. And one of the people I love to learn from the most is Brene Brown, very similar in our values and our beliefs. And I remember I had a moment where I was, I must've been listening to one of her podcasts and, or no, she was a guest on a podcast and she was saying things that helped to crystallize things that were inside of me that I was trying to find the language. And so as I immersed, you know, a little bit deeper down into that podcast, I started to feel this enemy inside of me that created a barrier feeling like, well, what do you have to offer now, Karen? She's saying everything. So for the individuals who do have a voice and they want to share their message, but they feel like other people are already sharing that message, what is your advice to them? I think number one, find your lane, find something about that work that resonates with you, but take it in a different direction. So point in case, I've been studying caring science for the last year and the work of Dr. Jane Watson, who's a scholar in that area has really impacted me. Well, I was connected to her, reached out to her and I said, I love your work that you've been doing for the last 40 years. I've come up with a whole new framework that I would like to introduce to the world. She said, send it to me. I sent it to her. Now, mind you, this is based on 40 years of her research. She sent me back a note and says, not only do I love the addition that you've made to my work, what if we co-publish an article together in an academic journal? I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> How valuable, a slight difference in maybe an understanding, right? Like once you hear their work or you feel inspired by their work, just by sharing how it resonated with you and maybe how you interpret it and how you yes. engage with it could be adding a little seasoning on there that wasn't there before. Is that what I'm hearing you saying? Absolutely. And because of our age difference and our generation difference, she said, absolutely. So I didn't have to rip off her work or plagiarize it. I just went to her and says, hey, here's what I'm thinking. And I got the yes. thumbs up. Absolutely. Go for it. And also, you know, we give credit where credit is due. Sure. You know, you are going to feel inspired by other people's work, um, by something that they say. It's okay for you to continue to pass that along. I've actually been able to, one of the things that I felt like a lot early on, I'll just be honest, in the speaking industry was that competition, you know, because if you're being hired for an event, they hire a keynote speaker, 
maybe an opening, maybe a closing, and hey, maybe somebody at lunch. But for the most part, it might just be one person. So I can see how that naturally becomes a rhythm for some people where they feel like they're in competition. But what I recognized was I am one soldier in this army that we could actually, if you have more of an expansive mindset and this abundant mindset, then you leave room for other people's good work along with your authentic voice. And then together that creates a bigger and honestly, a further uh, ripple effect, if you will. Totally. I think we have to shift from competition to cooperation. And point in case, Waldo Waldman, Captain Waldo Waldman, and I were doing a program for the Hartford, and the client knew that Waldo and I were friends. Waldo was the, I was the opening, he was the closing. We got on the phone and said, how do we book in this experience for the Hartford? And what are you going to share? Here's what I'm going to share. So when we stood up in front of the Hartford, they were like, what? How did you guys do this? I said, because we decided to cooperate together and create an experience for you. Yes, to cooperate, to collaborate, right? To yes. come together. That is so powerful. I um I listened in for a client. They asked me to be a closing and it was a virtual event. And I remember that they were telling me a couple of the other speakers who were phenomenal. I said, okay, well, can I hop in and can I listen to it? And you were the person who told me to do that. You said, Karen, if you, this is a way that I was able to grow as a speaker. You said, if you listen to another speaker who's in the lineup for that event, um, whether it's the opening or maybe it's even in a breakout session and you point back to them and the things that they said, all it does, it's, it's nothing that takes away from you and the message that you're offering. It enhances the entire experience. And again, We're talking about this in the context of the speaking industry, but this applies to really any position, any company. The more you collaborate, everyone is rising. Absolutely. Here's what the research says. When you collaborate, you actually increase productivity and you get things done quicker, faster, and less expensive because you're leveraging minds quickly in the moment. Yes. Now, I found, though, that there are some challenges that get in the way of collaboration. One of the challenges is having access to information and being even, you know, in the room, if you will, so that you can continue to grow and so that you can collaborate with like-minded minds in advance. And honestly, one of the biggest challenges, and we know this today, unfortunately comes between these gender, gender roles. So for women being in the room, being in a position of uh, power or authority or decision-making, whatever you, you know, however you want to call that, we're trying to catch up, right? We know that there's no, there's no secret there, but it is genuinely harder. I have found to be in those positions until you unlock the door, until you meet the right person. Honestly, Simon, in my experience, for my personal journey, you were that right person who said, hey, here's what you need to know. Here's how you negotiate. Here is how you get in the room. And I appreciate your advocacy. I know you're a father to a son and a daughter. Also have a beautiful blended family with bonus daughters in the mix. So for women, you know, and I guess I would say, what advice do you give your daughters and what would you give women on how to navigate these inequities that unfortunately, are still very present in today's world and in the workplace. 
What I tell my daughters is find someone who believes in you in the workplace. Find someone who truly can be your advocate and your ally and your sponsor and, and means it authentically because when they become your sponsor, it's not about them. It's about the greater good. How can they extend credibility and visibility at the same time for you? That's the first thing. I think the second thing is once you do find that advocate or ally, follow up. Give them feedback, say thank you. But here's where I'm, you know, I'm finding a little bit of a challenge. What can I do differently? So constantly staying in dialogue to say, here's a real life scenario that's happening. How should I show up differently? And then once you find that advocate, make sure you tell others, here's what they have done to help me advance wherever you find yourself in life or business. Mm, yes. So I heard this keynote. And oh gosh, the person's name is slipping my mind, but here's what we were talking about. We were talking about the British military and how one of their, one of the reasons that they are, you know, one of the best militaries in the world is because they believe very much in always learning and constantly evolving. And they have what's called a hot debrief after mm -hmm. every experience. And one of the questions in the hot debrief is what would I do differently Turn that to a mentor and ask, what would you do differently? Especially if you're asking somebody who has been down the same path as you, but would you tell that women to find someone who is a male counterpart or either? Could it be a woman or a man, but just knowing that they are an advocate for your continued growth? What are your thoughts on that? I would say for women in the workplace, because the workplace is so male dominated in many areas, depending on what the scope and makeup of the place of business that you're in, find a male. And I'm not saying that just because I am a male, but find a male who gets you, who understands you and is willing to do this because they want to, not because HR is forcing them to say, you got to go and do right by women. So make sure that they have bought in. Certainly you can find women advocates with inside of an organization, but sometimes if the truth be told, there are some sisters trying to hold other sisters back. So if the sister is not enlightened, you have to really discern what is the way for you to go. Mm, that's a great point. There are a lot of challenges in the workplace and not just in, you know, corporations, but certainly even in entrepreneurship where women are, we're doing a lot to get to where we want to go. And we have to put more energy and more thought than our male counterparts do in many cases. I'm not saying all cases. I really don't feel like you can give a sentence and it just, you know, it's a blanket and it covers everything. It is not every case, but we know the state of our world and we know the inequities that live between men and women. So Simon, thank you so much for that. I think that that is spot on. Find an ally, you know, find someone who is going to advocate for you. But now let's flip it a little bit. So we know as women what we need to do, but what advice would you give? As I mentioned, you also have a son. So what advice would you give your son or men in general on how they can best support women in their lives and in their career? I think, first of all, to always be respectful and to say that, you know what, I may say something that is not right, or I may miscommunicate something. Will you give me feedback on how you received it and what I could have done better or different? That's the first thing. The wait, wait, hold on. Don't rush to that second thing. 
<laughs> that is so key is to say, if I, as I did, I came to you and I said, Hey, I'm interested in learning this. This is my personal goal. And I would like to learn from you. And what you're saying though, is yes, it may be someone who's coming to you for advice, but you can learn from them as well about yourself. Totally. A lot of mentors don't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is and- that so important? It's so important, Karen. First of all, you and I learn differently. We see things differently. We approach things differently. So when we take the time to step back to say, I'm going to communicate something, understand people don't see you as you are. They see you as they are. So when a male communicates to a female, we communicate through a male way of seeing things. And we're not trying to say, women, you need to be like men. So that's when women have to hear what's being said and say, hey, here's what I heard you say, can you unpack that for me, put it in a context. So now together we're yinging and yang. We're both learning together so that I'm not trying to force you into a box or do it this way because you're going to get this result. It's understanding how do you receive it? Okay. I understand it. Now let me think about it in the way as to how I'm wired so I can get the best result. Does that yeah, make sense? So good. So good. So good. Absolutely. We're all, we should always be learning from each other. Totally. Totally. I think the second thing for men who are working in business, and if you're working on a project together, if you do not have any women at the table, somebody has to stand up and say, we're the women. Why don't we have any women in the room, a part of this project? And you raise your hand and say, we have to do something different. The second thing for those of you who are working in business or third thing, for those of you who are working in business, if you are putting a bid out for a contract, for an opportunity and the bids come back, do you have women that are bidding? Is there someone that says, wait a minute, time out? Are we going to make sure that women have an opportunity to bid on this? And if women are awarded this particular contract, are they being paid fairly on par with men? Not because they own a business as a woman, but because they bring their competence, their intelligence, their expertise, and they should be paid for their competence, expertise, and intelligence, not because of their gender. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) And listen, we know that there are people out there who are good advocates and who are allies, but as humans, we're always evolving and you should always be looking at what are areas where I can do better, where I can be better. And I think if the more that we, again, collaborate, Mm -hmm. the more that we communicate and connect, everyone is advancing with that. It's crazy to me to think about how we can create different systems in society having coming out of a space, because I do feel like we're wholly in this space where there's a rebalance happening, but coming out of a space where it was very male dominated as we were creating these systems and these structures, right? So now we're coming into a space where we know we were really only using half of our brain. If you think about it, right? You're only using half of the population to make these systems and to decide on what structures we're putting in place or processes or have you. And if you're only making them up until this point from this male dominated space, then that is like using only half of the population to decide what this looks like. Now we're coming into a place because we have 
women who are rising in corporate America, who are rising uh, through different government entities in the household, even right. We have stay at home dads where there was a time where that wasn't even a thing. Now that that's happening, there's this rebalance. I feel like, you know, it's not that it's just shifting. It's a rebalance that has just been out of whack for so long. What do you think are some ways that we can continue to really push and advance as a human network? (laughs) What are some ways that you are encouraging individuals to uplift women in their lives? I think, first of all, starting with uh, creating a circle of trust, a circle of trust made up of individuals and different genders where everyone begins to challenge popular opinion as we look to move forward as a community, as a society. I think the second thing is think about the hot button issue right now where you work or where you live uh, within your even your business. What can you do to not say, let me solve it? How do we solve it? Because women solve problems differently than men. Uh, Men, sometimes we're very linear in our approach, but women have a 360 degree view of a problem and will ask a different question that we never thought about. So when you have this circle of trust, how do we solve real problems? And it it might be small in your community, but it's a big deal. I think the third thing is begin to ask women, how can we best serve you? How can we help you move forward in your business and, and or in life? And what that does, it says, whoa, now all of a sudden someone wants to advocate for me, not because what they get out of it, but because of who they become in the process. Yes, that is so on brand for you because <laughs> you have built your brand of brilliance around helping leaders to focus on very specific areas of employee engagement, you know, even customer service standards. And I have been very fortunate to listen to some of your keynotes and to be there in the audience. And you direct them and you do that by giving them the tools to open up those lines of communication, really is to ask and and to connect with either your colleagues or your customer in a very authentic way. And one of the ways is by asking them what they need so you can give them what they need. Again, this is if you're asking your employees or if you're asking customers. So that's why I say this is on brand because it's very, very good (laughs) advice. Now, that's something I want to dive into to though. So again, up until recently, that has been your brand and and the majority of your content. It's been focused on serving corporations. This new book, Ignite the Power of Women in Your Life, is a slight shift that's not just about corporations, but it really can be applied to life in general. So why this book and why now? I think as an entrepreneur, I have failed. And one of the failures was I was married for 25 years and went through a divorce. My attorney, divorce attorney, suggested that I go and see a therapist named Anita. And Anita says, whatever you don't deal with will eventually deal with you. And what I recognize as an entrepreneur, I didn't really have any credibility to stand on stage and share with anyone while my house was jacked up. Uh, jacked up emotionally and mentally. And so I recognized I needed to do the work. So this whole book was just a conversation that started with a therapist 
where I wanted to come alongside men and not necessarily preach or tell them, but to guide and say, here's some things to avoid. And one of the things I really highlight is that if you are not seeing a licensed uh, professional to just talk through things, go and see someone. I'm not a licensed professional. That's not my lane. I'm just sharing. Here's what I've learned. And I want to save you a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just a guide. And part of the reason why I wanted to go down this lane was to say, you know what, guys, it's not that hard to truly be an ally for women in life and in business. Yes. One, it's not that hard. And two, it's the right thing to do. Absolutely. Because if we want to continue to grow forward as a human race and continue to evolve as individuals and collectively as a community, then everyone should have a seat at the table. And I, I have to stand on this testimony. You know, you all heard at the beginning of this episode, how this friendship started and it was by reaching out and saying, Hey, I'd love to learn from you. And Simon, thank you for being so willing to sit down. It came full circle. It came full circle last month. When I didn't know that you were going to be speaking at the same event and I was in the hotel and I was running down really quick to just grab coffee. And I hear across the hallway, Karen Allen. And I turn around and there is my friend and mentor, Simon T. Bailey. And we're now in the same room. I am now speaking on the same stages and this all came because of your openness and your willingness to pour into me, to connect me to the right people. Even there, this is what like continued to make me laugh. And I mean, I'm over here getting teary-eyed because I'm just thinking about your generosity and, and how real it is and how it really can impact and shape people's lives. Like, please, listener, do not lose sight of that because still in that moment, on that particular day, your generosity didn't stop. You walked around, introduced me to everyone who said hello to you. You introduced me. And I just want to, again, like, thank you so much for being an example of how to really be an advocate for another person, specifically a woman. And I know that I'm not the only one who has, you know, been able to uh, learn from you and, and whose career has been launched because of that. And I really just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. Thank you for being that person. And thank you for now sharing your experience to help other men be good allies to women. You're welcome. It's it's easy because you're believable. You're the real deal. You are the total package. And just to watch you, and I've said this to you, you're going to go further than I've ever gone. And the reason I was so happy to introduce you to everyone that I met, because I, I've been speaking at the event for 10 years and they've had me back for 10 years. And I'm like, wait a minute, you need to know somebody that needs to be on that main stage. So it was, it's easy because you, you are the bomb.com. You got it going on <laughs> sister. So, Hey, you, Rachel Raven. That's what I'm always telling people. You need to know these individuals. Yes, well, thank you. Thank you. Now, listen, before we wrap up, I have one more question for you. I would like for you to finish this sentence, please. Okay. Allyship is the ability to be kind with no expectation for anything in return. Mm. Kindness goes far, doesn't it? Oh, I could talk an hour about kindness. Kindness is everything. It is. It's, it is a, it's a game changer in relationships, in parenting, in encounters with strangers, 
I don't remember who I was speaking with and, and we were just talking about parenting in general and the state of our world. And we said, you know what? We need to focus on raising kindness. We need totally. to focus on raising kindness. Well, Simon, thank you so much for being with me today. So excited for your new book. Everyone needs to go out, whether you're a man or a woman. This is so important for you to read. Ignite the Power of Women in Your Life is available at all major retailers. You can get it online as well. But Simon, if folks want to learn more from you or if they want to connect with you, where can they find you? SimonTBailey.com. There you go. Go there. One-stop shop for all of his brilliance. Simon, thank you again. Thank you for being my mentor, being a mentor to so many. And thank you for everything you're doing to uplift and ignite the power of women in your life. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. This has been In the Details. If you like the show, tell a friend. For more shows like this, go to success.com slash podcasts. 